Rooted, week eight, day one. It's a heart issue, read by Melan Akaka-Manfrey. The way we think about money and the place it has in our lives is extremely important, so important that Jesus taught more on money than faith and prayer, more than anything else except for the kingdom of God. He knew the power money can have in our lives and how it can help us accomplish God's purpose. He also knew how easily it can strangle the very purpose for which we were created. Jesus said, we can't love and serve both God and money. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Matthew 6, 24. There's a raging battle going on over which powerful master will claim our hearts. When it comes to where we put money in our lives, we often think we can keep a good balance. But sometimes, when we lead to, lean toward money, we begin to serve power, prestige, pride, and selfishness, none of which are from God. We want to think money doesn't have power over us or that it has a neutral place in our lives. But there are times when we listen to the promises money makes, promises to make us somebody or to give us security and safety. Money is immensely powerful and the love of it makes us more susceptible to believing Satan's lies. Money has the power to undermine our love for God and our desire to serve him. The tricky thing is money is part of our world. We can't live without it. We need it to function normally in society. In that case, we need to have control over it so it doesn't take control over us. It comes down to a decision of faith that God places in our hearts. Will we choose money or him? Money is tangible. We can hold it, see it, count it, look at the numbers going up or down. Our faith in God is not something we can physically hold or touch. There's no way of quantifying our love and trust in him. But that's why it's called faith. We trust that he keeps his promise to provide every good and perfect thing we need. We trust he is our loving father who is involved in every detail of our lives and holds us in the palm of his hand. If our hearts are not right and are focused inward rather than on God, the way we handle money will reflect that. Jesus talks about money to teach us how to use it and the place it should have. He warns us not to live for money. It should never take priority over our relationships with God or others. We learned in the first week of Rooted, we were designed for relationship with God. Our purpose then is to have an intimate, loving relationship with the living God. Once this is right in our lives and we truly love God first, only then are we able to fully love others as he wants us to. So then, what is the purpose of money? Money serves as a means to provide for our basic needs, food, clothing, shelter, and enjoyment. Sure, God could choose to provide for our basic needs by dropping food from the sky as he did for the Israelites, but that's not the way he operates now. Instead, he implemented a system by which we would work, produce, and need others to provide for the things of this world. Money allows us to interact with others, work alongside them, 
and be in community and relationship. Getting our hearts in the right place where money is concerned is a daily practice. Priorities need to be set or aligned daily. Otherwise, they can easily become out of place. The love of money will quickly overcome love of God and others. 1 Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people, craving money, have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. The Bible gives us the best financial advice there is. This helps us prioritize our time and energy and recalibrate our hearts on a consistent basis. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by, bo by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or shall we, what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6, 25-34 Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Luke six thirty eight. Then he said to them, Watch out! Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Luke twelve fifteen. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant which he swore to your ancestors, as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. Deuteronomy eight seventeen through 20 Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, 
the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. Psalm 24, 1 through 6. The rest of this week, we will look at the practical lessons the Bible teaches us about how to handle our money. Note, consider taking a financial management class that addresses money from a biblical worldview and provides practical tools for managing the resources God has given you. Daily Response Look at the Bible verses above and on the previous page. Circle those that challenge or encourage you. How do these verses align with your current view of money? Write a prayer focusing your heart on God and His purpose for your life. Ask for God's guidance as you align your heart to His will and desires for you.